The Creeps Lounge contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. already know what day it is it's weird wednesday what the fuck is up everybody welcome back to the creeps lounge where we talk anything paranormal unusual cryptic or true crime if you don't know i'm crystal and i'm rick let's get weird before we get into today's episode i just wanted to issue a trigger warning and let you guys know that this episode will contain very graphic details about cannibalism rape molestation and torture so before you get invested we're just letting you know right now that these topics will be discussed hey guys thank you guys again for coming back and hanging out with us on this weird wednesday i don't know if you guys where you guys are at or what you're doing but i'm sitting here with my coffee and i'm sitting here with my chalada i've gotten into a habit of having some drinks here and there (laughs) sometimes it's needed even when we went bowling i was surprised you had a couple i know it felt so good too i was like so relaxed like man i let the bowling ball slip from the back of my hand and went all the way back to the (laughs) you're lucky you didn't go flying oh my god i was so embarrassed but i it wasn't because i had too much drinks it was actually because like my fingers were really greasy from the fries and the food we were eating dude that food was actually really good (laughs) if you guys haven't gone to wild horse to the little bowling well the big bowling alley they have yeah it's it's worth it the food there too is still still cheap it's like a dollar a wing (laughs) dude i can tell you we spend less money going there and eating and getting doing bowling and the arcade than when we did going to the local one um and we didn't gamble surprisingly yeah we didn't because we had the kids with us but (laughs) if they weren't with us we would have been all up in that uh, i think i would have easily easily started gambling yeah it was fun it was a good time it was so relaxing the kids had a great time you know, um, really lighthearted conversation to start today's. This crazy um, topic that we have today. We're, yeah. So we've been kind of, you know, we've been discussing the topics that we're going to do. And so this week we decided to, you know, jump into cannibalism because I think I've always thought it was, even though it's creepy, I still kind of find it interesting because, you know, people, people are just weird. The, the fact that they develop a fetish to eat someone. Um, yeah. And then crazy thing too, I was, you know, uh we were talking about this and everything and then my brother-in-law you know um he told me that in idaho recently they arrested a dude who was eating some guy like it was like a 70 year old guy he was like a groundskeeper and then what like or, or he was like a maintenance man at an apartment wow. complex or something 70, and that though, guy. that's like it's usually they're the older guys that do that stuff no the guy that did it was 39 oh really russell, russell something yeah wow i think he's at 39 and he um yeah, like, he killed the guy. The guy was, the 70-year-old was, like, a maintenance dude. He killed him. Wow. And then the Russell's brother was the one that called the cops because he found the, the, the pieces of his body or something like that. I didn't read the whole thing. It was just weird. 
Uh, and it's pretty local. It's only like, what, four or five hours away. Yeah, that happened in Idaho. And it's so weird to me to think about... And recently. Yeah, how, like I was going to say, you know, it's weird to think that these things are still happening. And a lot of the most infamous stories go back, you know... 20 plus years and it's like you know at least 20 plus yeah years, the I mean, very least and i mean it's still happening these stories are still coming up and it's not talked about as much but it's still occurring and that just creeps me out yeah That's it's, it's really... like there's a lot of other ones too that were pretty recent um you know it's just it's when, when, when we were looking this stuff up a lot of different cannibalism cannibalism popped up so mm-hmm. that was pretty interesting but mine uh today I, I, the first time i ever heard about this guy i don't know if you guys have heard about him they called him the master butcher you probably kind of heard a little bit about it but the first time i heard about him was on that one show remember we used to watch the it crowd yeah yeah that's the first time i ever heard it, that it episode. did an episode it, the, the episode is called <laughs> the, the moss and the german so if you guys haven't watched the it crowd it's a british comedy it's on Netflix. People call it the It Crowd, but it's the IT Crowd. Yeah, and it's that fucking hilarious. Lit. I that recommend it one hundred percent. But yeah, I, I saw it on there, and then at the end of the episode, it said that it was based on true events. So I googled it right away, and yeah, it mm-hmm. turned out it's true. It happened in two thousand one. So we're gonna be taking you guys back to two thousand one and into Germany because that's where this story takes place. Oh, um, snap. And then so basically, this dude he was looking for someone. Not to take to dinner, but someone to make for dinner. Like, he was looking for someone for that. Um, and so, you know... So, this guy, this guy's name is Armin. I used to call him Armin Maywez, but I guess his name is Armin Mose. Uh, just, you know... So, if we butcher some names throughout this, I'm sorry, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> Forgive us. Forgive us. <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> Don't uh, at me. <laughs> So Armin, uh, Armin, see, I was, I almost said it. Armin Mose. He was a computer technician, and apparently he was a nice guy. He was a good neighbor, super polite, and he threw some kick-ass parties. Like people went and hang out with him. You know, typical, typical person, I guess, that turns out to be a murderer, right? Wow. Um, and this two-faced motherfucker has had a fetish for human flesh since he was eight. Wow. It usually is, is, it's usually like that where... It kind of starts out young sometimes. It it, it starts, they hide it so well too. And they just carry that into adulthood. Eventually it snowballs. Yeah, because, I mean, he he led a fairly normal life, you know. And um, most people that have issues like this, they usually have like a bad childhood, you know, that end up having these kind of like psychopathic tendencies. Um, But according to him, he says that everything was good, but until he was about you know when he was eight years older so his dad left so his dad abandoned him and his mom and so he started feeling like a lot of loneliness and he just wanted to fill this void that he wanted someone close to him like he was close to his dad because he was very close with his dad and he just felt lonely all the time but this feeling just got deeper and deeper until it turned into a desire to just eat someone and he got he got the idea from the fairy tale hansel and gretel everybody knows about Hansel. oh and yeah gretel. yeah so apparently i guess he read it or whatever but he yeah, he got the desire that he wanted to eat someone. Um, and then when he went to high school, you know, he wanted to start dating. Just like any teenager, he got a crush or whatever. He liked the girl. Um, but he knew that, you know, he was pretty sure that he um, that if he were to get into a relationship, it just wouldn't go well. Because the fetish that he had, like, he he knew it wouldn't go well. He really wanted to have a deep connection with someone, you know. Like, in this case, a girl or whatever. And... 
if, if he goes off and say, hey, you know, can can I do this? They're obviously going to say no. They're going to be like, fuck that, dude. You're not going to fucking eat me. Because he wanted it. He wanted to do this, but he didn't want to force someone. He didn't want to go off and kill someone. He wanted someone like to willingly do this. He wanted a consensual. Like, Somebody hey, to be I? like, I want you to eat me. Yeah, that's that's just literally like, what he was looking for. Like somebody that's just like given up on life and doesn't care. But it's like you would think that at that point where if you gave up, you wouldn't want to die a slow death and like have somebody eating you and chopping up your limbs and whatnot. Ooh. Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people apparently looking into this. Some people are into that kind of stuff. And yeah. so... He lived his life, you know. He didn't get a girlfriend, as far as I, I mean. I didn't read anywhere that he had a girlfriend, but he lived his life, you know, fairly normal. Did his own thing, and then constantly running through his head, even though he was normal, running through his head was always a thought. Like you know, he'd probably see someone and was like, "Holy shit, you know, I want to fucking eat someone." <laughs> I just want to. That looks like a good leg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not making a joke out of this. Just the way you said it. But that's that's basically how it was, you know. And then. um you never know, you know. I don't know what he ate, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he it was in Germany, so I don't know exactly, you know, the cuisine there or whatever. But mm-hmm. if it was like someone like me, they'd probably be like, "Dude, that like that, that could make some bomb tacos right there." Yeah, I'd start at the 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 neck and the legs. The I hope arms. you don't have any cannibalism tendencies, but okay. Oh, me no, Let's hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his mom passed away, right? And so when he, his mom passed away, he kind of started doing his own thing. He was an adult by the time his mom passed. And so he started doing his own thing. You know, he had, I think I, I he had more time in his hands or something, but he started hitting up the internet, just going online. This, and again, this is back in 2001. And he came across several websites where people had similar fetishes like he did. And some wanted to eat others just like him, and others actually wanted to be eaten. So people had fantasies of like, hey, I want to be eaten. You know, like my fetish is that I want someone to eat me. No, mom, it's these people, some people out here really need some help, like, there needs to be an intervention. I know, y'all. <laughs> honestly, like, I don't know. Like, in, I know I've in, seen some in fucked up opinion, shit on the internet. In my opinion, y'all are sick. I mean, I know people have their own fetish and everything, you know. But I support everyone's opinion. I support everyone's way of life. But I'm sorry. I mean, it gets to Not the point where I mean, I I support anyone who has any kind of fetish, and I'm I'm fine with that. But it gets to the point where when you want to start killing people or getting, like, eaten or dying and stuff, to me, that's not a fetish. That becomes something more of... Psychopathic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just on another level. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it ain't chill no more. It ain't Netflix it's a, and chill. It's on another level. Choke me world. out a little bit. That. It's past, <laughs> you know, suck on the toes. It's past no, that no, point. No, no, no. Exactly. So, you know, he instantly got hooked on these sites when he was into them. You know, he was reading all these people's ads and reading all this and that. And he just got hooked. And then he ended up posting on one of the sites. And the site's no longer active. Although I did read somewhere that I guess there's, I don't know if it's like a proxy or a server or something where you can actually find this old site and you can see his old posts that he used to post on there. Wow. I obviously didn't, you know, I'm not going to be downloading any of that crap onto here because I don't know. I don't trust it. I'm a little, <laughs> little iffy about it. Or just stuff like, like that. Google image it. Google image yeah. what. I should what, have, but I didn't. Maybe screenshots or something. <laughs> but, uh, you guys, by the way, we will be posting on our Instagram pictures and every screenshots of all of this stuff. Yeah, so, so make that sure you guys go and check it yeah, out. Yeah, you guys can check it out if you follow us. Um, yeah, just share it with your friends and everything. But we will be posting all of these pictures. Yeah, we'll be posting several pictures of this, and um, that way you guys can 
kind of get an idea. But the website that he ended up posting on was called The Cannibal Cafe. The Cannibal Cafe. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so this forum was for those who, you know, who had, who, they had cannibalism fetishes. Um, so if you're trying to slice some fucking fingers, put them on pizza, or just wanted like a dick hot dog, this was your fucking shit. This a is where you came. A dick hot dog. No this, is, this is where you came. <laughs> so you can, you know, fulfill your shit, you know. And then he, on his ad, he specifically stated on there, he was like, looking for a normally built 18 through 25 year old to be slaughtered and consumed. So not like some plump old dude. Like me, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm out of the league. I'm, I'm unsafe. I'm safe. Oh my god, like He wanted this guy. some lean fucking meat, you know what I mean? He He's like, he it's wanted. gotta be fresh, it's gotta be, you know, nice and, and no wrinkles. <laughs> and he was a nice guy, remember, he's a nice guy, he's a nice dude. I mean, talk about judgmental, no? <laughs> <laughs> so, when this guy posted his ad, and I keep saying this guy, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we all know it's Armin Moe's, I just keep saying this guy, because that's, you know what, that's just how I talk, I guess. It is what it is. So this guy posted his ad, and he had several people that were interested in it. Like, they were, they'd either end up backing out, or they just weren't suitable for him. And um, so some of them just basically wanted, like, fulfill this fantasy, but, like, via messages. I think it just got too real for them, maybe. Like, once they were, like, talking, and he was, like explaining to them what they were going to do maybe they're like oh shit this guy actually <laughs> he's legit like some this people, guy some people is really do things to get kind of maybe like attention or whatever like maybe this is it i don't know because some some people like to like oh i'm twisted or whatever you know what i mean yeah they they just got scared they're like this guy is really dtc like, like, down that. to cannibalize <laughs> Exactly. We should make a shirt. DTC. DTC. Oh. Did you guys buy that shirt? Let us know and I'll fucking jump onto that and start making shirts. DTC. No, please. <laughs> that is such a bad message to give off. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, so, you know, he left his, his, his thing on there. You know, some people came and went. And I think I read somewhere, I didn't add this on, on, this, on the notes, but I think I read somewhere that he actually had someone that went as far as going with him to his house, laid on the table, prepping up. And the guy was like, you know what? I'm sorry, I can't do this. And he was like, oh, that's fine. You know, you probably just got scared. It's cool. Fucking let him go. And Because he wasn't like, he wants... He wasn't going to force yeah. him. He, this needs to be consensual. It's different for him because, like I said, he wants to fill that void that he felt that his dad took with him when he abandoned him. Like, he wanted someone to willingly say, eat me. So, like, he... It was like the, like, I don't know, peak intimacy for him, kind of. Like, he like he really wanted that. But he wanted everything, like, he willingly... It's you know? so fucked up what he thought into intimacy meant. Like actually consuming somebody and putting them inside of your body. It's like that's so twisted. Like to think that somebody felt like they had to eat another human being to reach that level of intimacy. And vice versa that the others feel like they need to be eaten. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? But For we're talking about reason. this guy and his fucked up well, mind. Hold on. <laughs> Well, hold on a minute. So, he left his little post up, you know, and one day he came across a volunteer named Bernd Jurgen Armando Brand. And I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I'm going to call him well, Armando. That sounded legit as fuck, though. I'm going like, to call him Armando damn. because Armando is uh, something that I can say, and I don't want to butcher the name. Yes. Um, so, Armando had posted an ad, an ad of himself that he wanted to be in. So, like... He also, you know, that was his fantasy was like, you know what? I want to provide my body for someone so that they can eat me. And so, you know, Ar Armin fucking found him. They chatted for a few months. They got close. They got to know each other. And they chose a date so they can meet up. They can meet up. 
They can fulfill each other's fantasies. And, you know, they can do whatever the hell they're going to do. So, Byrne was a computer engineer. And he was only 36 years old when all this went down. Um, and he he dreamt of being eaten, like, a lot. Like, that, that was just, like I said, you know, his thing. Um, he had a lot of abandonment issues and a lot of depression. And when he saw his post, you know, he, he felt like he was perfect to fit that. Like, he... Wow. He was like, I'm perfect for that. Like, I want to be, I want to be his meal. That is so sad. Like, that makes me sad. Like, really thinking about the pain and the loneliness and the suffering that these people have endured to feel this way. Like, that's so lonely. And I don't know. I just can't help but to I know, feel I felt, sorry. I feel sorry for, for him too because, because so he was severely depressed because one one thing that really took a toll on him was that. Um, his father shunned him. So he was shunned by his father. Basically, you know, like, his father hated him because he came out as being gay. And he has always felt unwanted. Like, he he, he never felt wanted. He was always feeling, like, really bad. Like, he was just so a POS. So, Armin's father or... No, uh, Armando's father. Armando's father. Yeah, he was severely... Like, he had, that's why he had all those issues because um, when he came out as gay, his dad was like, I want nothing to do with you. That but is so he sad. Was only, he was only a kid, too, I guess, when he came out. Um... And so, you know, ever since then, he just had all these issues that just snowballed. And that's the one thing, you know, with with, with mental health nowadays is being talked about more. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the day, you know, like... These things were people, just people, pushed back into... Yeah, people were saying you were crazy, you're stupid, whatever, you know. The subconscious like, mind, you know, it was just all like... And shit snowballs quick. Yeah. Like, it really does. Like, I mean, you really need a... Like, if, so just, I guess this is off, not off topic, but like, if anybody's going through shit, you know, seek help, talk to someone, make sure, you know, that you guys are doing well, because yeah, it can get pretty sure. rough. For sure. Um, but, you know, Armando, back to Armando, like I said, he felt that if he were to be consumed, he can finally get that sense of feeling of being wanted. You know, so like we said, it's kind of sad, you know, that he went to that extreme because of how bad his depression got. Wow. Um, so they, they ended up, you know, finally the day came, they ended up meeting at a train station in Rottenburg and drove to Armin's somewhat secluded house. Uh, when they got there, Bern, or Bern, uh, Armando, got undressed and he let Ar- uh, Armin admire him so he can be like, you know, this is what you're going to eat. This <laughs> like, is, this is me. Out. Yeah. And Armin was really, like, he was impressed. He was like, you know, he was muscular. He was exactly what I wanted. He's like, so, he's oh like, I was God. very happy. He's like, my, my fantasy is about to be fulfilled thanks to him, you know, and Again, he's a nice guy, so he was like he had nothing but nice things to say about him. I was like, um, <laughs> like <laughs> I could never like. I mean, if I were in his position, like I could, I could never be in that position either way. But I would be like, never mind. Like, I'm sorry, you know. I just wanted to see like how far we got. <laughs> I just, I, I, and you're fucking serious, like, like you're fucking scary. That's let me what you drive are. <laughs> you. Let me drive you to the hospital. So they were both still consenting. Like, they were both still like, this is happening. This is what we want, right? So Armin handed Armando some sleeping pills and told him to drink it down with a bottle of schnapps and some cold medicine. You know, it could be some fucking mucinex. I don't know what it was back in the day, but just a combination of that. Um, So obviously, you know, taking all that shit, you're going to start to get loopy or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they went up to Armin's room, you know, which is later known as the slaughter room. Um, Burns asked Armin... I'm sorry, Armando asked Armin to mutilate him while he was still alive. He wanted to get the ultimate high from the pain and knowing he was going to be consumed. And he also asked Armin to record it. He wants he wants the mutilation to be recorded so that Armin can go back later and rewatch it whenever he wants. Oh my god. And so he did. He set up a camera. 
Ugh. He set up a camera and like he recorded it, you know. This is so disgusting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like this is so gross, bro. Like I ate a while ago too. I had a flamethrower, which I haven't had in a while. And let me tell you, it was pretty it was pretty bomb. DQ mm. flamethrower, not a sponsor, but <laughs> bomb. But now you're thinking about that flamethrower and you're like that that flamethrower no, sounded because I got this coffee like it's it's, it's bringing you know and I'm able to bring it down so it's no problem. I'm just disgusted at the behavior like no, the no, actual know. like the how fucking horribly demonic and just twisted that is. It's yeah. So so he's like literally awful. like a, you know he's loopy, he's like doing his thing or whatever. Um, and Armin, you know, he starts to mutilate him. He starts to cut a few pieces off of him and everything. And oh my god! Like my my stomach dropped. <laughs> so you know, he he gets he set up the camera. He starts doing the mutilation, um, and Byrne was like, you know, I wanna I wanna taste it too. I wanna taste a piece of flesh too. Oh my god! Armando, oh my god! I'm like freaking. He out also over wanted here. to get a piece of that. He was like, give me a piece of that shit. Ugh. Um. <clears throat> so. Armando asked him, he was like, bite my dick off. <gasps> and he's like, I want you to, if you oh can bite my, my dick my off. my God. This guy was like in serious pain. Like seriously, mentally fucked. Disturbed. Like, <laughs> mentally fucked up beyond repair when you're asking another man to bite your whole ass dick off. <laughs> like yeah, that's so like, like that. You, there's no fixing rather that. Rather than bite it off. But guess what? It was difficult because it was real chewy. He couldn't do it. Armin was like, you know, I can't. So he grabbed a sharp-ass knife, and he started to cut oh, this man's dick clean god. off. So blood starts... Oh my god. Blood warning, y'all. So you can skip a little bit if you want, but blood starts gushing all over the place. Just, be, you know, starts bleeding out, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Armando wanted to taste his own flesh, and like I said, and he tried to take a bite of the dick, but it was too tough. He couldn't fucking do he it. He was like, shit, I can't so bite like, that. So like, hold up, y'all. He's like, hold up, I got you. So he runs down to go fucking saute it real quick. And he used some of Armando's actual fucking body fat to oh saute it. Oh my god. Start sauteing the dick. I'm literally weak right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. And then he ended up burning it. He burnt it. He burnt it. it. And it wasn't edible anymore, you know, because they got standards. They don't want to fucking burn, uh, eat no burnt dick or anything. He's like, this is going to ruin my my taste for meat. Human meat. The the thing is fucking burnt now, right? The John's burnt. And so he's like, fuck. So he cuts it up and he (laughs) gave it. John is burnt. (laughs) I'm sorry. I fucking lost it right there. So he, he cut it up and gave it to the dogs instead. He's like, here, you know fucking eat the dick so he fucking gave the, gave the dogs fucking oh pieces God. of chopped up dick that's fucked up and armando's basically bleeding out at this point like he's just like he's Uzi. bleeding out yeah and he was he was coming in and out of consciousness you know and he really wanted to attend this fancy dinner that they were gonna have prepared oh and everything he really God. wanted to get a piece like, at, the end, at the end of it he actually he, he was able to taste taste a little bit of himself Oh, that is uh, But sad. he couldn't continue because he just couldn't stay conscious. Oh, so Armin, my God. you know, he took him to the bathtub and he laid him in there. And he let him sit there for about three hours while he bled out. And get this. This fucker went while he was there. He went and read a fucking Star Trek novel. Like, he went and sat down. A whole down, ass novel. A whole ass fucking novel while there was... But he, oh, he was going back Lord. and forth every 15 minutes or so to just make sure he was, like, you know, good. Or he was, like, I mean, he couldn't slowly. choke him out. Like, fucking kill him off. Like, come After on now. three hours, though. This supposedly nice guy. 
So after three hours, he, uh, yeah, he basically saw he he saw he was like basically gone and based you know, dead. Um, so he gave him more like not fully dead because he gave him more sleeping bills and he even gave him a kiss on the forehead and then he finally got the knife and he stabbed him in the throat, killing him. Like, like okay, he should have he done ended. that like four hours ago. <laughs> So he ended that, you know, and then he took him back up to the slaughter room and he hung him off a meat hook there. And he starts fucking dismembering his body, like, little by little, starts taking him apart and everything. And Like, he planned that out. Yeah, well, yeah, he's been wanting to do this for fucking for a long-ass time. And then, so after getting some prime cuts, he went downstairs, he prepared his first human dinner, paired it with a nice African wine, and he fulfilled both of their fantasies in once fucking double whammy man and he actually uh he later explains that human flesh was stronger like tougher than pork but it was for sure nonetheless tasty said it was bomb ew yeah i know just like the thought of it makes (laughs) me no thank you man and so this entire gruesome murder took about four hours and like i said when they showed up to the house it was kind of like okay we're here we're doing this boom right so they just jumped Mm -hmm. to it and it was a four-hour thing, and the entire thing was recorded. Like, everything was in video. Wow. And, I mean, supposedly the, the German police, they have the, the video. And so, um, they, uh, they have it locked up, though, so they don't want people to, you know, get to it. But there's rumors that you can find pieces of the video online. Uh, images. I don't know if you're disturbed enough to look at that. I'm not. I, mean, I can't. Do why that. would you want to? Some people are. Some people like if that. If you do, you need help. Like you're, you're <laughs> almost on that level to where you want to participate in that shit. Like, I mean, don't go looking for that kind of stuff. That's just not. That's not it. That's not it, fam. Yeah. So, um, you know, after he did all that, whatever he he kept eating him for the next ten months. Like he stored his meat in the ten freezer. Months, like, ten months, like ten months. Yeah, he continued to eat him. He ate about forty four pounds of it, of him of, the, oh of Armando. God. You know, over the time, um, and the reason he was caught was because he was still looking for volunteers. Like he was posting ads and everything. And someone gave the police an anonymous tip, which later led to his arrest. They went to his house. They searched his house. He found meat behind some pizza boxes and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, that's just pork." And then there, there's a detective, and she was like, "Nah, dude, like this is this is not pork." <laughs> like we seen your ads. Yeah. <laughs> we saw those ads. Like, we saw what the fuck you're about. Wow. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, after fi- they found all that <clears throat> shit in his fucking in his property, um, I, oh, I guess he. Um, um, one thing I forgot to mention was Armando actually asked. Um, Armin, he was like, you know, after all this, is I'm dead and gone. Use my skull as an ashtray. That way you can remember me. Yeah. And he did. I don't I don't know. I oh, did, my I God. I'm, like, dizzy right <laughs> I now. I honestly don't know if he did. He probably did. That is did. so brutal. But, I mean, if he didn't smoke, he can't use him as an ashtray. You never like, know. Like, this guy was, like, all, like, about it. He went to the greatest lengths <laughs> chewing on his own severed so, penis. <laughs> exactly. It's fucked up. Uh, so, yeah, after, you know, they took him into custody, he told them everything. You know, it was consensual. I have a video. Like, I think we're good. They're like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, it's cannibalism. In Germany didn't have any any um, laws against cannibalism at the time, actually. So he's, he's the first guy that they got there for cannibalism, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have any laws about it. So, um, 
you know, he says that you know, during the court, you know, they showed parts of the video, mm-hmm. which later some of the jurors actually had to get like extreme therapy because of how disturbing it was. Because, you know, when you're in court and whatever, yeah. I, I haven't been a juror, luckily. Oh, my God. Um, but, it, you know, if something like this happens, they make <clears> you watch <throat> the video or make you do whatever, you know, like, which I think it's pretty gruesome. That is very traumatic. So I, I understand people had to get, you know, severe fucking mm-hmm. therapy for this. I mean, you would have flashbacks of oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he says he, he does regret doing what he did. And he wants to write a book in hopes to help others that have similar fantasies so they don't go through them. So they don't go through with it, basically. Is he in prison? He's, he's, he's yeah, he's in prison. Okay. He was arrested. He was put into prison. Like I said, there was no Germany, uh, there was no laws, laws in Germany against cannibalism. So he actually only got eight and a half years for this shit. No. Ocho años. Eight and a so half So he's years. not in prison anymore. Uh, so he got... He, he did that for manslaughter, but the judge said that they both, con- you know, because the judge said that they both consented mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were just two very disturbed individuals. He's like, they're just fucking weird. He needs to be at least in a mental um, hospital. But later, German life. courts, they ordered a retrial in 2005, Good. which it switched his sentence to a life sentence. So <sighs> he's still alive. And um, I believe there's a documentary out on him. So you can uh, you can YouTube it or you can search it up and you can find it. Um, there's I know there's an interview you can find, too. Uh, it's called Interview with a Cannibal. Wow. Um, and yeah, he's still in there. He's actually a vegetarian now. He <laughs> claims to be a vegetarian. Well, I mean, after like I would I would assume that he's gotten some kind of mental help since he's been in prison. And I would think that he's kind of really had time to think about what he's done and it probably just really sticks him out now or maybe even traumatizing for him so he's just doesn't have a taste for any kind of flesh anymore but psychologists who have actually evaluated him say that there's a high chance that he would commit similar crimes if he were to be released wow even and, though he's yeah. a vegetarian the psychologist is like nah dude like this guy of course you, i mean you can't really you let him go and he's gonna start hey guys who <laughs> you cannot fully you know rehabilitate somebody like that yeah. there's no going back from that like you really cannot rehabilitate a person like that but i do think that he has some kind of m- more awareness of what he did than he than he did when he was doing it because i think he was just peak fucked up back then whereas he's you know more in a controlled environment consistent environment where he can get his um, needs met for his mental health so yeah of course if he were to be let go and go back into you know being his own free man then there is a high chance that he would go fall back into that same pattern but these are the kind of people who really need that you know um just to be taken care of not really necessarily taken care of but watched and looked after closely (laughs) because they need that kind of supervision but what i'm saying is having that kind of supervision and that consistency for him can possibly help him understand better what he did you know whereas i know there's a lot of other criminals and and serial killers who just don't not even after they've been you know incarcerated don't even have an ounce of remorse or anything like that so yeah there's that yeah for sure so um yeah that was that was my take on this on this uh, the master butcher is what he's known for and like i said before you know he um the first time i saw it was on the british comedy because if you remember uh, moss went 
he was looking to he was looking for someone to teach him how to cook yeah that and, was a funny ass and episode. he supposedly read it and was like oh you know he goes to armin's house and armin's like oh yeah come in he's over here all happy sharpening his knives and then he explains to him you know whatever and Masa's like oh wait what do you mean he's like oh he's like you want to cook me he's like yeah he's like my english isn't that good he's like oh, oh yeah, yeah. I he's, and he's they like, laughed so about good? it he's i like, thought no. i want to like, cook with you <laughs> <laughs> and he was all nice about it and shit yeah like, they, like, okay. they even made him like his character in he was the, a nice dude yeah he was like oh it's okay <laughs> that was but so that was funny. hilarious honestly again guys like i i don't know how many times i have to tell you watch the show and when you get to this episode or even if you just want to watch this episode it's it's hilarious the episode's it is called lost in the german that that um is a really funny comedy it it is ha- it does have some humor like back in it's dark you know, it's, it's different humor than it, it has it has more offensive humor so um there's that i will put that out there right now but yeah. i mean for the most part it's pretty funny it's kind of cringy so i love i love that kind of cringy humor it gets to me every time yeah, well so, yeah like, like i said that was mine hope you guys like my take on this case it wasn't a too much in-depth in type thing but i just something that it's definitely an, an unusual crime and it was interesting i mean i know more now about it than i did before you told the story <laughs> so uh, i have some background on it at least but yeah. you know for sure this guy seems like i can't say nice he seems a lot nicer <laughs> Just be weary I mean, of your super nice fucking neighbors that throw kick-ass parties and like to mow the lawn and even offer you to help out on your shit. Be weary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen so many different true crime episodes like on um, he was Netflix. Nice yeah, he was so normal. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and even people like that who've been married for many years and their spouses had no idea that they were doing what they were doing so yeah it it could be anybody it could be your next door neighbor you know gotta watch out um just be extra cautious around people don't trust people too much i mean you don't want to be all paranoid but you definitely don't want somebody taking you into their house and cooking you for dinner either (laughs) exactly um well your story was definitely he was a lot i mean to say the least nicer than the man i'm about to talk about and you guys really brace yourselves because this one is a doozy um okay so the person i chose to talk about this evening is hamilton howard fish aka Albert Fish, aka the Gray Man, Brooklyn Vampire, I've never heard of the this Moon guy. Maniac, the Werewolf of Wisteria, and the Boogeyman. Oh shit! Yeah, they they know him by many different names. This guy is a real fucking a real nightmare. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He's a nightmare. He's like he the Boogeyman. I think that is a That's perfect name from. for him. He is mainly known as Albert Fish or the Gray the Gray Man. Anyways, he was a famous American um an infamous American child molester, kidnapper, rapist, serial killer and cannibal. Um, Fish was born in Washington, D.C. on May 19, 1870 to Randall and Ellen Fish. His father father was 43 years older than his mother. He was 75 years old when he was born. 
He was the youngest of three children and wished to be known as Albert. <clears throat> so, I mean, already, like, his father is, like, getting down with a woman who's 43 years younger than him. That's, like, to me, that's crazy. Like, wow, that's a huge age gap. Um, so his family had an extensive history of mental illness with one confined in a state mental hospital and his mother suffering from oral and visual hallucinations. So they already have that history of mental illness there. In 1875, at around the age of five years old, Fish's father died of a heart attack. His mother then put him into an orphanage where it is said that he was frequently abused. Fish stated that he began to enjoy the physical pain of, be of these said beatings and remarked, I was there till I was nearly nine and that's where I got started wrong. We were, they were unmercifully, we were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things that they should not have done. I believe that this is the earliest account of serious mental illness and sadism and the beginning of his deviant ways by 1880 fish's mother was able to remove him from the orphanage in 1882 at age 12 he began a relationship with a telegraph boy who introduced him to drinking urine urine and eating feces which began what the fuck yeah it's <laughs> fucking disgusting <clears throat> so he already at a really young age started having a lot of mental health issues That's so sad, like, huh? when things like this start so young like it's it's crazy yeah because he was being abused in the orphanage um and so i mean he had that going on he started liking being abused he recalled like as early as that age he liked he started liking when they would whip him. Yeah. And that actually plays on a little bit later in, in this um, story. But <clears throat> then he meets this kid and they start eating pee and shit together. So. Almost uh, like a kid away. Just like. <laughs> just like. <laughs> that shit smells so bomb right oh, now. Oh, goodness. Ugh. Anyways. Fish began visiting pu public baths where he would watch other boys undress and spent a great portion of his time doing this. It is not specific at what age or point that or in time that he did this, but I'm assuming that it was early on in his life, maybe his teens. That's what I'm guessing because it didn't really say, you know, it was at this point or yeah. this year. But it does go on to say throughout his life, he would write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired from classified advertising agencies. At the age of 20, he, beca he became a prostitute and, and began raping young boys. So what you could already fuck? see how it's just like getting worse and it's, worse yeah, and worse. It's snowballing like, slowly, it, yeah. but surely, like, yeah, yeah fucking it's, bad. It's going into, you know, you know, writing horrible letters to women, peeping at young boys, getting dressed, eating poop, liking beatings, you know, sadism, stuff like that. <clears throat> like, uh, the whole eating poop shit, like, that's... that. Again, I know fetishes and everything, but to me, that's just so weird. Like, do you remember the, the thing where we were, uh, that one lady that was addicted to, like, sucking diapers? Was it? <laughs> what the My fuck? strange addiction. <laughs> sucking on 
diapers. Like she, I guess, got diaper sucker. Yeah, just uh, uh, sorry. It just reminds me of that. It's just weird. Oh, I thought it was like smelling diapers. But anyways, let oh, me I she continue. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> In 1898, he married Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years younger than him. Um, they both had six children together. Honestly, this scared me because I wonder if he ever raped or molested any of those children, like, Probably given did. his history at this point. <clears throat> I didn't see anything regarding that when I was doing my research, though. So, I mean, it's just, it's not really touched on. I mean, there could be something out there, but I don't know at this point. Um, he recounted that a male lover took him to a waxworks museum where he, he fascinated he oh where he was fascinated by a bisection of a penis after that he became obsessed with sexual mutilation in his 40s fish took 19 year old thomas kedden to his place and began to quote unquote have a sadomasochistic relationship with him i say quote unquote because later on he confesses that thomas was intellectually disabled and in my opinion uh, he was probably forced to do these things. After that was said and done, he took Thomas to an old farmhouse where he tortured him for two weeks. And that time he planned to kill him, chop him up into pieces and take him home with him. So he cut half of his penis off but changed his mind on killing him because it was too hot out and he feared that the smell would attract unwanted attention. Like raccoons and shit? Just like people, like if they could smell, they could smell the, the dead. Decom- the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he put Vaseline and peroxide on this guy's penis, like his half chopped off penis, and he wrapped it up. He gave him ten dollars and left him there. Ten dollars, like yeah. here, give me a dick. I'm giving you ten dollars, yeah. dude. He's like, here's ten dollars. Here's some Vaseline on your chopped off penis oh and some peroxide. He wrapped it up in an old cloth. And he just like threw ten dollars at him, and he just left. Um, he ended up taking a train back home, back to his wife and kids. So keep in mind, um, most of his offenses took place while he was traveling for work. Cause he just, I I believe when I was reading what um pretty much the stuff about him he was just like working inconsistently like he would work here work there doing odd jobs and it would be like out of state type stuff Mm -hmm. so whenever he was out working he was doing shit like this like raping and molesting and doing all this horrible shit but the reason he didn't want to take him was because he was gonna have to go back on a train home and he was afraid that because it was hot between then and the time that he got home that people would be able to smell the decomposing body so that's why he decided to do that um so who knows what happened or i i never really looked into if that guy died or anything like that but from what this said he never figured out what ended up happening to him because he's traveling he didn't stick around or anything yeah he just he booked it he just was like fuck this bye 
Um, so in 1917, his wife finally leaves him, probably because he's a fucking monster, by the way. Um, Good call, wife. Yeah, for real. But bad call on this. <laughs> Leaving him to raise his children. Mm. Which is absolutely fucking horrifying. So around this time, he begins to indulge in pretty severe forms of self-harm. He has auditory hallucinations. He develops an obsession with cannibalism as well. Often eating raw meat and sometimes serving it to his own children. Fuck. <clears throat> yeah, these poor kids. I just can't imagine the kind of life they lived with that monster. Like, honestly, just ugh, awful. Um, so between uh, 1919 and 1930, Fish commits a number of violent crimes, rapes, and murders in Washington, D.C., Staten Island, Georgetown areas. There's more in-depth information on this um, this point in his life, like this time period. So if you guys are interested, you can Google it or find it on Wikipedia. There's a whole bunch of information, but I'm just not going to go too in-depth into um 1919 to 1930 because a lot of things happen and i'm just kind of getting down to the meat and meat and potatoes of it all so um fish was this uh was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime he confessed to three that law enforcement were able to trace to a known homicide and he confessed to stabbing and at least two of at least two other people but the most well-known and horrific crime that he committed was a murder and cannibalism of Grace Bud. And this story just sticks to me. I'm absolutely traumatized after reading it. So I'm going to go ahead and warn you guys right now that this is pretty um, intense. And it will talk about rape. Not rape, really, but murder, cannibalizing, and just um, torturing a, a young girl. In 1928, he saw an ad advertisement that read, Young Man 18 Wishes Position in Country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. Fish, then 50 years, 58 years old, visited Bud, the Budd family under false pretenses of hiring Ed, the son who posted the ad, which he later confessed that he planned to tie him up, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed out. Fish introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer, and promised to hire Ed and his friend. That plan ended up falling through the um, falling through because he never followed through with it. But he did return back to the family's home where he met Edward's ten-year-old sister Grace. He then set eyes from Edward to Grace and made up a story about attending his niece's birthday party. He convinced her parents. Um, Delia and Albert to let Grace accompany him to the party that evening. So Grace left with Fish that day and never returned home. In November 1934, about six years later, an anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led the police to Fish. The unaltered letter, complete with Fish's misspellings and grammatical errors, reads this. And I just want to add before I read this, um, when the letter arrived, his mom wasn't able to read because she was illiterate, and the brother had to read the letter to her. Damn. It says... <clears throat> That'll probably hit harder, too. Yeah, your own son reading this to you. It's, like, so awful. My dear Miss Bud... In, 19, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped 
as deckhand on the streamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis, they sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he had two others went ashore and got drunk. They returned the they returned when they returned the boat was gone. At that time there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the poor that all the children under 12 were sold to butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the streets. You could go into any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of the boy or girl would be brought out and just <clears throat> what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body as sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole up two boys, one seven and one eleven, because he had the fattest ass and, of course, oh the most God. meat on it. I know. It's awful. He's so fucking disgusting. What the fuck? Yeah. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except his head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, broiled, boiled, fried, stewed. The little boy was next. Went... The same way. At that time when I was living at 409 East 100th Street, rear right side, he told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June 3rd, <clears throat> 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries, we had lunch, Gracie sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretenses of taking her to the party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew I did not want to get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. I had to take a breath because it's so frustrating to read this this letter. Like, just like the little girl was outside picking flowers. I know, it's so fucking hard to it's hear. It's so fucking disgusting. He's such an animal. I mean, even animals, I, he can't even put on be put on that level in my eyes. <sighs> then I called. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I could take her, take, so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little, her little ass was roasted in the oven. Can you imagine this guy? He's so disgusting talking like this about like this woman's kind of dead child writing this shit yeah too. yeah like just saying her little ass like to his to her own mother like how disgusting do you have to be this got dark super fast it took it's been dark he's been raping no, kids no, no, all I'm over saying, the like, country i know but i'm saying i don't i don't know why just like the fact that they're kiddos that's yeah it just makes it like he just know, had like this thing for children he had been raping children ever since he was traveling when he was married with his wife it took me nine days to eat her entire body. It did not fuck her, though. I could have, if I wish, she died a virgin. Like, that gives her mom any kind of, like, comfort, you know? 
Um, police investigated the letter. His story about Captain Davis and the famine in Hong Kong could not be verified. The part of the letter concerning Grace was found to be accurate, though. Like, about her disappearance, her, him going to the parents' house, the strawberries, all of that part was accurate. Like, this man was such, you know, like, you can't trust people and the things yeah. that they're saying. So, like, you can't really trust anything that he says. Even if he did say he ate her, maybe he did rape her and and bury her somewhere. Or maybe he did, he did eat her. Who knows really what happened. But for, for the most part, that's what he said happened. He said that he had a taste. I mean, he had been eating meat. Um, raw meat because he had a fetish for that yeah so i mean i don't put it past him to have done something like that <clears throat> but it says um this leads to his capture where after some trouble fish agrees to go to headquarters for questioning he made no attempt to deny the murder of grace and said that he meant to go to the house to kill edward although he claimed that he never raped grace he later claimed to his attorney that while strangling her he had two involuntary ejaculations this was later used in his trial to claim that the kidnapping was sexually motivated in order to avoid any mention of cannibalism Fish once said that he quote-unquote had children in every state and that his number of victims was about 100. However, it is not known whether the statement was truthful, but he has confessed to raping and molesting countless children. So that's where I said, you know, people like that can't be trusted. Like, you, you can't really tell whether they're lying or they're telling the truth. So they didn't really take it into account when he said, like, I've killed hundreds of children. Well, and then the thing about it, too, is, like, for example, like, <clears throat> let's say they do take it into account. And they say, okay, he killed, you know, he said, you know, let's say, like, kids are being missing in Oregon. Kids in Washington, they're missing. So they're like, oh, you know, he said he did it. So he did it. But the, the bad thing about it, the good thing is that he confessed. But the bad thing is that if it wasn't him, the person who really did do it, still out there fucking around doing it. Yeah, but that's only because you confess to specific crimes. Well, it's, be, it's because I used to. Uh, there's other shows I've seen or whatever. No, I where, know, where, I remember you know, where they they say, "Oh, you know, we killed this many," but they're like, "We can only prove seven and I'll be mad. Like, fuck it, he confessed. Just give him more, you know. But then, mm -hmm. like, when I think about it, I'm like, no, because then the other the real fuckers are still out there. No, I just watched and I forgot what it was called. It was a documentary on this guy. Remember, I was folding laundry and I was watching. It's like a. It's a documentary, but it was broken up into episodes where he was just confessing to murder after murder after murder, where everybody oh, yeah, around yeah. the United States was coming to him, and they're like, did you kill this chick with their unsolved cases? It's that guy with the fucked up teeth. Yeah, the, because the they eye. were so frustrated that their cases weren't being solved. They just wanted to solve them and wanted, pin yeah. it on somebody. So it was becoming somewhat of a problem because they weren't, they were just giving up on these cold cases and just saying, oh, he did it, you know? He's taking, he's, he's gonna die anyways. He's gonna get electrocuted or whatever. So let's just have him take Take the exactly. the blame for it and he would confess to anything he felt he was like yeah i did it yeah he loved the attention he was getting they were taking him out to eat they were like spoil people were bringing oh, were him, him gifts yeah, yeah yeah yes it was crazy you guys i, for I forgot his name i forgot the name but if i <laughs> it's on netflix or something yeah it's on netflix if you see a guy on netflix with, uh, <laughs> with fucked up teeth <laughs> fucked up teeth <laughs> anyways let me go back um, to the story <laughs> but that's funny though that you fucking do the laundry you're like i'm gonna put my comfort show on murder <laughs> it was murder 
Anyways, <laughs> after his trial ended, he was sentenced to death by electrocution. None of the, none of the jurors That's not doubt good enough. I know it's not. He should have been tortured like harshly. None of the Fair. jurors doubted that he was insane. But one later explained they felt that he should have been executed anyways. So that is why they found him to be sane and guilty. So they're like, yeah, we know he was fucking crazy, but fuck that. Like, we're still going to kill him. Um, Fish arrived to prison in March 1935 and it was executed on January 16, 1936. So they like literally... They took no time executing him. They, like, did it within the span of, like, You know, there's months. a lot of, like, you know, different opinions <clears throat> there, too. There's a lot of people who just absolutely are against the death penalty. And there's people who are saying, you know, obviously do it. But, I mean, it's... It depends on the situation, for sure. I think that yeah. if people commit crimes like this that they should have to be held accountable for society like yeah they need to be held accountable for a fucking roof over the head and take care of them medically because i mean they got medical and eye vision but we don't like what the (laughs) fuck i'm what i i was just saying like you know these people they especially people who murder and torture and rape and and hurt people especially children um, they need to be held accountable for their crimes. And you know what? A life for a life, I say. Um, I, I think that there are cases where, you know, like self-defense, stuff like that, that's that's different. But I think when it comes to things like this, where it's so brutal, it's so disgusting, it makes your stomach turn. Yeah. That's where, like, I draw the line. He entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m., and was pronounced dead three minutes later. His last words were reportedly, I don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) Can you believe that? There are even more things you can watch on YouTube about him, a documentary that you can stream on Tubi or Amazon Prime called Albert Fish, In Sin He Found Salvation. It's crazy because... um, Everybody finds salvation when they fuck up. Because this is the first time, like, I've ever heard about this guy. And you already know, like, I'm super into, like, crime documentaries, true crime stuff about serial killers and stuff like that. But this is the first time that I've ever heard even his name, like, Albert Fish. Like, I've never heard of this man. It sounds sounds very He's, like, committed the most atrocious crimes and... I've never heard of him until you said we're going to do something on cannibalism. And I saw this and I was like, wow, like this is disgusting and horrible. Like, how have I not seen this on TV? But it does turn out that there was a documentary that you can actually find, like I said, on Amazon Prime. I was going to say, let's check it out. We should buy it. I was just showing you that. I was just showing you that earlier. I want to watch the documentary, maybe tomorrow, but it seems it's like a reenactment. Yeah, definitely not around the kids. But it's interesting because, um, yeah, I never knew. I never knew this. But it did say, like, going back to if he ever, like, raped his his children or, like, molested them or anything, I, I did kind of, like, look into it a little bit more. And it just, I couldn't find anything on it. But the, the one thing I did read was that it never was really clarified whether he did or not. But he did... He did fe- he did admit to feeding them like the raw meat and um he ended up getting into like these really sadistic um forms of like self-harm where he would like he, 
I think this goes back to when he was getting whipped at the orphanage where he would like put these nails in a in a paddle board and he would like whip himself with it and he would have his kids do it too and his kids as friends like he would make them hit him as hard as they could with the paddle board with nails in it on his butt um it's hard on on situations like this because um you know there's a podcast that you know the one that i like listen to to morbid um and they say on there too they, they say um you know, feel bad for the kid, but not the adult, you know? Yeah, like, I don't I, feel I, 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 bad, I, I, like... No, no, but what I mean is, like, you know, when they're kids, it's like, you feel bad because of the shit they oh, went yeah, through. Because they're fucking yeah. innocent, you know, they're children. And then they grow up and they do, you know, because, I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. if he didn't have this childhood, maybe he wouldn't have. But who, I don't who, know. Who There's really something knows, that, you know? that's that's different, though. The, the mental, like, the Perhaps brain, the way the brain sure. works, because... There are plenty of children who have been, you know, Gone abused. A lot of shit and they're fine. Who have been abused in certain situations and they don't grow up to eat people and yeah, murder yeah, yeah. and rape and molest and do all these horrible things that this man did to the point where he even got it seemed pleasure out of writing this letter to to the mom. So yeah, back to to when he started having his kids and like his kids his friends like whip him with a paddleboard he was also like practicing like these other horrible self-harm things that it, and there's literally an x-ray of his pelvis like right before he went on trial um he would stick needles like deep into his pelvis like literally there is over a dozen needles stuck into his pelvis on an x-ray um and he would do that like he he got so much pleasure out of that and he like if you see it looked like a bunch of like nails sticking into his pelvis and he got lots of pleasure out of that like he was totally fucked up um <clears throat> but like I said, that goes back to when he was in the orphanage and they were whipping him and he got a lot of pleasure from that. So like just from like the age of that happened when he was like six and from the age from six on, that's when he started developing all of these issues. But then again, like I said, there are kids who are who do go through abusive situations and don't end up in that way. But you have to look at the their brain you know he did have a history of mental illness in his family his mom suffered oral hallucinations um his brother was locked up for for whatever kind of mental illness he had and then later on he started developing these hallucinations as well it even said that he wrapped himself up in a like in a carpet and they had they he said that like some kind of saint told him to do it and he also s- claimed that saints and and all sorts of biblical figures were telling him to rape these kids and do all these bad things like he uh, that's crazy and back to when i was saying you can't trust what these people say like because um like 
like he was he was it seems to me like when he wrote that letter to his mom he was like wanting to come up with an excuse as to why he cannibalized her daughter oh well my friend went overseas and he like he made up this he, i'm not even gonna say he made it i don't know but he brought up this huge elaborate story about his friend going overseas and eating children because there was a famine and everybody was starving and he convinced him to eat children and that's why he had to do it like he he's just a liar you know it seems like he kind of wanted to every everything that he did he he had to have an excuse like it wasn't even like a very obvious excuse it was more of like kind of like him trying to explain away why he was doing it like you know just like the bible told me to do it or stuff like that I know a lot of the times, you know, that some some shit like that happens. They always go to that, or they they get arrested, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a Christian now," or it's like, "I'm sorry, like you fucking no, that's just preposterous. That's ridiculous. Like, you're not gonna fucking no." It gets to the point where it's like, okay, like you did the crime, now you do the time, or you pay for what you did, you know, an eye for an eye. But honestly, like, I know there's a lot of people out there who do advocate for people in these kind in, in situations where they're incarcerated and they really do need, like, rehabilitation. But I only, like, really advocate for people like that who, like, who've been arrested on drug charges, like, you know, who have addictions and, and things like that. But once you get to the point of, like, you're murdering children, raping children, molesting cannibalizing people i think that there, there's like a such thing as a point of no return kind of like when you lose your humanity basically like yeah you just like lose your humanity and then say oh shit are you fucked up no you didn't fuck up it's like, like have some humanity and compassion for me yeah. but my victims didn't get that they didn't get that compassion they didn't get that humanity like he literally had the audacity to know that this little girl was outside living her beautiful little life picking flowers and it like really touched you know touched my heart because like our nana she's always doing that she'll come inside and be like mommy i pick flowers like i can't just i just can't imagine the pain that her mom suffered like after that happened or even knowing what happened to her daughter in such a gruesome like just a horrific way just like Ugh, just and then awful. getting that letter and having your kid read it to you like yeah that's insane and then the 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 trauma it would inflict on the brother like that was gonna that should have been me you know like you would like i know it's not his fault but the brain does something to you where you internalize that and you blame yourself like it's my fault that this happened you know like it's just it's just a way of of um it's i feel like it's a process in in mourning almost yeah for your loved one you blame yourself but i just can't imagine how he internalized that and just probably blamed himself for her death you know you just you never know what what could have happened in the background but all i know is that this whole thing this whole story was awful and i just couldn't believe i never heard of it me neither and that was a good take on it i mean you know it was really interesting too um i hope everybody else liked it too i hope you guys like the whole cannibalism thing and let us you know for sure let us know what you guys think of our topics what you guys think of you know what we're doing here um 
we're trying out new mics today too because we finally you know we're trying to up our game and bringing you guys quality content and quality quality yeah. audio i know that um our last mics kept going out or our voices kept fading in now or our voices would like peak way too high or get way too low and it just felt like it was like hard to listen to but i'm so glad we got these this new equipment if i feel a lot more comfortable the hardest part is like the whole setup just mic check is the hardest part yeah, it was of like a 30 minute thing it's usually like a 30 minute <laughs> it's thing always to make so sure frustrating because like the fucking mic deletes off my thing i have to find it again and since i'm new i'm new to the whole tech thing i learned on my own and just did a little research or youtube like i said and yeah i mean we are where we are for right now from that and hopefully it just keeps getting better yeah you know it's just really really just so beautiful to see the growth like i keep on like contemplating whether we should take down episode one because it's so like the the audio is so bad it's we're not the we don't really know the kids are in the background we don't know what we're well, saying they were in the background and i just and feel like room. it would be better for like you know just like our audience like or people new to the podcast if they like click into that and they hear that and they're like no i don't this isn't you know this doesn't sound great and i mean a lot of people will leave because of audio they, well, they won't like how is, the audio sounds we can what well, we, we can do is let's talk about <laughs> it we'll think about it and like you know so we might put it on our patreon like yeah we, we have a you patreon know just like behind the scenes have some ideas for the patreon so maybe we'll take that down and we'll add it to there yeah because we're thinking of maybe doing like a bonus episode you know just to kind of help us out because with patreon basically if you don't know I'm sure you know what it is but if you don't know you pay like a dollar or two a month and you get exclusive uh episodes and exclusive content just yeah it's literally exclude that if we if we go as far as doing that then it'll be exclusively only on patreon so if you're one of our patreons then for sure you know you'll yeah be we that. have a lot of really great and hilarious behind the scenes like um mic checks and stuff like that and we would definitely upload those so you guys can hear that and laugh at us but we would also have other topics things that we're talking about in depth other than um weird wednesdays and freaky fridays we would be doing other stuff for the creep lounge on there uh, we still haven't completely figured Maybe it merch, out. Giving away merch to yeah. the Patreons, things like that. You know, we have some ideas that we're going to be running through and, and talking about. But, you know, I'm just so, so proud of us. I'm so like listening back on episode one and to now, like how we've made leaps and bounds. Like it's incredible how far we've come in just a few episodes. Like I am so, so proud of the growth okay you guys that is a wrap just want to thank you guys for sitting and um joining us for weird wednesday um just wanted to give you all a heads up that if you do not follow us on tiktok instagram um twitter you can follow us at the creeps lounge also next friday we cannot wait to get with you guys for freaky friday sharing stories if you know anybody or if you yourself have a story to share you can send your stories over to the creeps lounge at gmail.com um then you can get your story featured on one of our freaky friday episodes um but that is all for tonight um thank you all for joining us bye peace out y'all